How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today I'm thrilled to be here for another installment of Flourishing Together, a monthly segment dedicated to curated conversations with industry insiders, sharing wisdom and strategies for improving your work and well-being. And today, my friends, you are in for a treat. I am here with JJ DiGeronimo, a career strategist, lightworker, and award-winning author of three books. Formerly a leading woman in the tech industry, her work has been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global, my favorite. And her latest book, Seeking, provides 74 key findings to raise your energy, sidestep your self-doubts, and align with your life's work. This book has short, digestible chapters and practical tips. I've previously read the book and highly recommend it. Fun fact, when JJ and I first connected on LinkedIn, we found out that we grew up in neighboring towns here in Western New York, which is such a fun connection. So JJ grew up in a town that's about 20 minutes from where I am today. And it's so fun just to always have another Buffalo connection out there. So JJ, welcome. It is so good to have you here today. Hi, Jen. I'm thrilled to be here. And yes, I am a Buffalo girl at heart. I love it. So we are going to dive into the illusion of success today, which is a very complex topic that so many of us get caught up in. And I'm really delighted to have you here today to break this down for us. But before we dive into that, I was wondering if you could share a little bit of your story. So we were talking before I hit record and I heard you on the Zen Commuter podcast where you talked about this moment that you were moving towards an executive level role in the tech industry. And there was something, a whisper you call it, which I love, um, holding you back, which eventually led you to where you are today. And I feel like so many of my community members get stuck in their head and have a really hard time following their heart, which is what I try to help people do. And in my mind, following your heart is that whisper that you talk about. So can you take us back to that moment or that period in time and talk us through how you navigated it? Mm, yes, yes. That was a time where I thought that everything I had been working for was almost about to align. But I had this inner turmoil that would not 
let go. I just felt like in the, when I was putting presentations together at night while my family was sleeping or I was up in the morning, you know, heading to the airport, I just knew there was something else out there for me, but I just could not pinpoint it. I didn't really know exactly what it was. I just knew that what I had been striving for for so long wasn't exactly it. I felt that same feeling for so long. And that I felt it for years before uh, before I ended up leaving corporate. And I love corporate. I think it's a great, I learned so much. And I think it's great for folks to learn and grow in their careers. But some people are called to do other things. And so how did you, like once you started kind of listening to that, how did you make that final, I don't know if it was a leap of faith or, or following your heart, how did you make that final decision? Well, the thing for me is I needed to figure out my revenue streams. And since I wasn't a coach, you know, how was I going to keep myself going? And it wasn't until I really started getting paid to speak that I felt comfortable enough to leave. And it was like until I kept, I started making a couple thousand dollars for each speaking engagement. And it was great because I used my vacation times and my PTO to go and speak at different events. And so I was able to build that up off the side of my desk for a long time. And in fact, in 1998, I knew I wanted to be a speaker. I joined the National Speakers Association in Atlanta, where I lived. And they were like, you know, what are your topics? What are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know. I just know one day I'm going to be a speaker. And that was in 1998. I didn't leave my day job until 2014. Wow. So you had that whisper for a really long time before. And I love what you shared there about how you tried it. So you went out and you tried it and you joined an association. And then eventually that grew to the point where you were comfortable and felt secure enough to, to leave your day job behind and, and make speaking and, and doing this work your day job. <laughs> yeah. And I worked in tech. So I also had a lot of stock, a lot of bonuses. I just kept literally stashing it away. And I started my company with like $20,000 and I've never taken another dime out. Like that was my investment in myself is that's what I was going to start with. I would say I've not yet made my tech salary, but I really had to learn how to get rich from the energy I was creating and the work I was doing. And, And that was a huge obstacle for me in a lot of ways is like I used to define myself by my salary, my title, the company I worked for, the customers I worked on. And when I let go of all of that, that was really where my profound learning came from. Because when you strip all those things away, especially things that you pride yourself on and align with, and all of a sudden they're gone, A lot of us have these like tower moments where we're just trying to figure out like, did I do the right thing? What the heck am I doing? Society says this is not right. Mm -hmm. Did you struggle with that too? Oh, a hundred percent. It took me forever. It was like a huge identity shift, really. And the same thing happened with me. So I, I love that you shared, you know, the moment that you started speaking and you got paid for it. And I felt the same way when I started career coaching. I was like, oh, people will actually pay me for this, you know? And then it's like, oh, maybe I really, I really can do this. And so you start kind of building that up until you're ready to to make the change. But society tells us what we should be doing with our careers. And we have to pick a major and follow this path or this ladder. And I always say like, what if my ladder was on the wrong wall? (laughs) You know, I think it was for a while, you know, so how, so let's kind of get into that a little bit more around this illusion of success. And so many people are caught up in their ego and this thing or chasing the wealth and chasing the titles that 
they can't even pause really to figure out what would bring them the energy that you were talking about. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and maybe your perspective? Yeah. I mean, I grew up with no money. So I think that's like the first thing is like, I didn't want to live without money because it was such, it was such a sore point in my house. I mean, I wanted, I just, you know, we didn't have money to birthday parties, we didn't have money to do a lot of things. And so I started working at an early age and it's not so much because I had so much to do with my money. I just didn't want to have, I didn't want to live without it. So even when I went to school, I'm like, what degree gets paid? Because that's the degree I'm going for. And at the time, it was computers. And so I talked about in great detail, three chapters in the book, Seeking, about money and how money, the, the frequency and energy we give money and what we do to get it and what we do with it and how it defines us. And that was one of my huge profound like learnings in the last decade is how and what do I give money? What do I do with money? And what frequency I give it? So that that's like a whole section and pillar that I think everybody should spend some time getting to know their relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Second, you know, the success is such an interesting thing because it's not really defined in any which way. It's just a series of uh, things we're reaching for. And that could mm-hmm. be a title. It could be a level. It could be a salary. It could be a customer. And it's funny because as soon as you get to that, it seems like the carrot moves. And I am over 50 now. So like I've been watching myself chase success for a long time. And I believe it's an oasis. I believe anything you're chasing external is an oasis. And what I learned, I learned my most profound lessons when I left corporate because it really forced me to be in my own skin, my own self. And I had to do some really deep seeking and searching of who am I? How do I define myself? And what am I really? What's my value to the world? And I think for so many of us that are in roles that we're working so hard, we too may be struggling with the same questions. But I know I, once I jumped out of what defined me into my own space, it like came crashing down those lessons that I had to really dive into. And I wasn't going to move forward until I was able to really do the inside job. Yeah, I talk about heart-based career planning and it it, it is an inside-out process. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I I I like helping people with alignment in their careers. And not everyone is is made to go out on their own. But if we can have more alignment in what we're doing, it can it can generate that energy to help you move forward with a little bit of purpose and a little bit of intention, which obviously we know career spills out into all aspects of our lives. And so so I love helping people with that. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that realization of this moment of, hey, I've got to pay attention to what's going on in here before anything else is going to feel like a, a, an achievement. And so, and I think the, the piece, like going back to what you were saying around the finances, this is such a big thing that holds people back from making a change. I hear from people all the time, like, oh, if I, I'm going to make a change, whether it's just a change in industry, change in role, change out of corporate, whatever it is, I'm going to have to take a pay cut. Every Almost everyone I talk to about change thinks that they're going to have to take a pay cut. But I always challenge that and just say, hey, what is your financial runway? So you mentioned having $20,000. I had a financial runway. I gave myself six months and I'm going on year five at this point. So I've always said like six more of a six. So, so what is your financial runway that will make you feel comfortable? But also what is enough? So I talk with a lot of people around what is enough that's going to give you the lifestyle and you know, how you want to live your life versus, um, you know, versus just chasing some arbitrary number, always thinking you need more and more and more. 
So I don't know if you've ever thought of it that way. Oh, definitely. And I think I get everything I need, not always directly through me. So one of the lessons I had to learn is like, I felt like I had to touch and earn everything that I basically enjoyed and benefited from. And things come to me indirectly now. And I needed to shift my thought process of how I receive. And that was also a huge lesson for me is like, I really get access to do so many things that I probably wanted to budget for before, but just come to me through different people and different experiences and the places I get to speak and the things I'm invited to. So it's just so funny how much you really have to shift the inside to appreciate the and drive on the outside. And I just want to clarify that nobody has to start with 20,000, but I was getting ready to write my next book. And if anyone has written a book, I mean, it is a 10 to $20,000 investment. So that's why I had to have that much money to start uh, writing my second book, Accelerate Your Impact. And uh, had I not had that on the horizon, I could have started with much less. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that number is going to be different for everybody. I really appreciate you sharing it with us just to give, you know, some folks a different perspective. I think that's really helpful. But what you're talking about here with energy is just so awesome because I think when people can recognize the energy that they're feeling, when they're doing something they love, regardless of the dollars, you know, it's more of like, I'm doing this opportunity that I love. And then knowing that that's going to generate more opportunities that you love to come your way. And that's going to generate what you need to receive, whether that's energy, whether that's people, whether that's a community, whether that's money, that's going to start coming your way when you're in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. So that's amazing. And I love just like how you noticed that and then just kind of leaned into it more and more, which is, I wish more of us could do that. (laughs) Easier said than done for sure. (laughs) So... Well, and you get little tips. You know, like when I was in 2016, a friend said to mine, get rich from the energy you create. Because I was really struggling in 2016, which was two years after I left my day job about the money. And that's why I spend so many chapters in here talking about money because it is such a big hurdle for women, money. Mm-hmm. So mindset, money, relationships, and expectations are like the four biggest hurdles for women to shift. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like I have those conversations with folks on the daily, you know, when in just in talking about career, because it, it it meets all of those aspects in career and outside of career. So um, 100%. I'm glad we have people like you that are writing about this and willing to share because it's really important. So everyone listening, go get the book. I'm telling you, we'll add it to the show notes. Get the book. It'll, it will definitely help you. So we talked a little bit around this illusion of, of success and I'm air marking or quote marking success here. A lot of the stuff that we see out there in my mind is really misguided. And there's sometimes this short-term gratification with it versus the more intrinsic value. And that's kind of some of the stuff we we were talking about. But do you mind sharing? And this can be either just based on your research or personal stories around these external markers and this false sense of achievement maybe um, that you've experienced or you've seen people experience? Well, you know, I don't want to discredit what people are running towards because I feel like for many of us, it's something that's really important to us and that's why we're running towards it. And oftentimes it's it's to feed kind of where we think we should be or what we think we should go to next. And I think for all of us, like moving through that is super important, but asking yourself why. Because my why oftentimes was not because 
I guess my why I didn't realize until I got there. So when I got to the next level, I thought I was going to feel all this joy and satisfaction, but I didn't. I didn't. And it left me get, then as soon as I would get that next carrot, that next level, I was already focusing on the next level. When I get to the next thing, I'm going to feel it. And I just felt like it was a very exhausting treadmill I was on of just trying to get there all the time. And once I started doing research on women in business, which is really my area of expertise, I realized that so many of us check our knowing at the door. And so we both have this masculine and feminine energy. And a lot of us are living in that masculine, do, be, get, achieve, get there, whatever it is. And we really leave this like knowing, intuition, collaboration, intuitiveness at the door because it really often is no place for that in corporate America. And so Mm -hmm. when you think about that, I essentially was leaving half of my toolkit at the door, yet expecting to go in and deliver it 120%. And so I was exhausted. I was often misaligned and the things that I thought were going to make me happy did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned purpose, you know, having a little bit of a purpose in what you're doing and running towards something that's meaningful to you. And I felt like in my career, I was in all of these things that didn't match and they were out of alignment, probably diving into the masculine side too far, as you just said, and not tapping into the feminine side and the intuition and everything else. But I always felt like I was running away from something. So I'm like, oh, this isn't a fit. I'm going to run away from it and go to the next thing. And then I'd get in the next thing and be like, oh, this doesn't fit either. I'm going to run away from that and go to the next thing. But I never really paused to tap into that intuition to figure out what would be in alignment and what would be part of my why in order for it to make make sense. And so I think that's also something, if you can pause and figure out something purposeful and meaningful that you're running towards, it can make obviously the world of a difference. And a lot of people don't know how to do that pause or take a moment like that and, you know, kind of really figure it out. Like I did for 15 years, I just kept running to the next thing and I didn't really have any purpose or any reason. I just thought the next company was going to be the savior, you know? Well, and I think it's really what I strive for now to discuss is like, you can keep stretching outside of your body to get there or you can still keep working, whether you're corporate or for yourself, but really working from the inside out and understanding like, why does this matter to me? What do I think I'm going to bring to the table? How is this going to enhance my skill sets? And why does this excite me? Mm -hmm. And I do so many different charts and strategies for business women to really figure out how do you get into your alignment? Because we're taught from such an early age to stretch outward and be what is expected of us and be the helper and get it done. And this is how you get the grades. I even see it with my daughter in high school, like the most silliest thing. Like she wanted to get out of school yesterday to do something that was more of a self-care thing because she's she was getting this big award uh, today. And they were like, well, do you really need to leave school with that? And I'm like, you know, She's hitting on all the marks. She's getting this award. Like if she feels like she needs a time out to get something done, like she should learn how to do that for herself and not keep grinding because that's what's expected of her. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I love that you're teaching her that she's so lucky to learn from you at such an early age because it took me 40 years to figure that out, you know? So, and let me ask you this. So 
when you talk about intuition and helping people tap into the the inside and get answers that way, I find it so hard for people to grasp that because it's not something you can see. It's more something that you have to feel and really tap into. And I love the whisper. Like I've finally listened to the whisper when I left corporate. But do you have any other suggestions or ideas for folks to tap into that? Yeah, it's funny because I have a podcast called Together We Seek where I interview energy practitioners. And two weeks ago, Catherine was on and she talks about standing still and asking yourself a question. And if you lean, your body leans forward. Oh yeah, muscle testing. Yeah. Yes, it's a yes. If your body leans backward, it's a no. If it doesn't do anything, you need to ask a different question on the same topic. And I think you can use your body as a tool to kind of give you guidance on whether you should lean into something or away from something. That's number one. Number two, I use nature. I'm a big advocate of going outside and stating what I'm working on. So I'm always working on retreats and different gatherings. And so I'll go outside on my front porch and say, okay, I'm putting this retreat together. This is the day. These are the practitioners. This is the potential title. Am I in alignment? And it is amazing how many times the birds will start flying by or chirping or the wind picks up when there's no wind. And so I think anything you can do to kind of test what you're leaning into, whether it's your body, whether you use, you know, oracle cards, whether you go outside, whether you just like sit in the sunlight and wait for like a sound or a noise or something, I think you can get validation a lot of different ways and just figuring out what that is for you. Oh my gosh, I wish people could see me right now. I'm like smiling so big and nodding and oh, I couldn't agree more. I do muscle testing all the time. I've done it today, like probably 10 times. Like I always do that. And But one thing I want to mention too with muscle testing, some people's yeses is different. So sometimes you have to start. So if you're going to start with this, I always suggest ask your body to give you a yes. And whether you move forward or backward, that's your yes. And then ask your body to give you a no and figure out what that is for you. And then just keep practicing and practicing and practicing because all your answers are inside. You just have to know how to get them out. And so muscle testing is huge. My favorite. Love the nature piece. So I get all my answers when I go for walks in the morning. I try to walk during the sunrise and it's just such a magical time. And Everything just comes to me that way. And I love the synchronicity. So I call these divine winks. So you're getting a wink from the divine, from the universe, that you're on the right path. And those synchronicities, I get goosebumps just talking about them because they're so much fun. And once you tune in and you notice them, you're going to start noticing them more and more. And those are your answers. So it's not these external things that are giving you answers. It's the internal things. And even oracles or doodling or any of that kind of stuff is going to bring you bring you something. So thank you for bringing that up and sharing. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. And you can use the pendulum too. Yes. I love the pendulum. Oh yeah. I just gave that away as a gift. And people are like, you can use your own body energy and you can. And I think society tries to get us to forget that yes. all our wisdom comes from within. Mm-hmm. And discussions like this, even if they seem foreign, your body's listening. And I think like that there's so many of us that know that we have something more or know that we have more in us, but often we are not comfortable with how to access it. And I think these conversations might just put a little tickle in your ear that you go back and visit three years from now. Yes. I love that you mentioned the pendulum. I'm going to share an inside secret that I've I don't think I've ever shared publicly, but my dad, he is also an energy healer and he uses a pendulum. 
And he has worked with so many people. He's completely booked up. You will not find him online. (laughs) He always says you have to suspend your disbelief. You have to suspend your disbelief about what's happening with pendulums or with the divine winks or with the whispers because it's all true. But it's like we're taught not to pay attention or not to understand those things. And so you have to suspend your disbelief and lean into it and amazing things happen. (laughs) So so I have a question for you. We're going to totally switch gears here because I have to ask this question because so many people struggle with it. So when you're talking about society and success and superficial stuff, social media is a thing and it holds so many people back, love it or hate it. But I would love your thoughts on that constant comparison that's out there. Or maybe you can even share how you've gotten beyond that or how you've helped people get, get beyond that. Well, first, I just want to say that I think it's amazing that you grew up with an energy worker. I love that. And I just think like the work that you're doing now is now showing threads of why all this is coming together. So that's super exciting. Uh, You know, it's the funniest thing, but I, even though I'm on social app posting things I'm working on, I could care less. I just, I've gotten to the point in my life and you know, if you do any birth charts, which I do, you know, when your, when your Chiron goes around, which is near the age of 50, like kind of a lot of your apprehension and your desire to meet the standards other put on you kind of starts to fade away. But even before that, I just, I don't know if it was my mom that was always like, you know, you can only focus on you and just don't pay attention. And I think for many of us, like you only have so much time in a day. If you are comparing and reviewing and scrolling for hours at a time, like you deserve better. You deserve better. The TV, the social media is just an absolutely huge distraction. Mm -hmm. And you need to really claim your space and your energy. And you're not going to really raise your energy by watching TV or scrolling through social media. So if you're down in the dumps or not feeling your best self, the best thing you can do is start listening to motivational podcasts like this one listening to inspirational books, being in inspirational conversations, because you have to raise your frequency or your energy level up to really get momentum to leap into what is calling you. And I will tell you that social media is really just an energy zapper. It is completely. And one of the things I'm kind of reading between the lines here too is I'm just like, the words around prioritization, like you have to prioritize yourself. And when you're doom scrolling or watching, you know, 10 episodes of a show or something like that, you're really not prioritizing yourself. You're just kind of wasting your energy and wasting an energy in a way that's making you feel bad about yourself is not worth it. So some people like social media. They like that. Like, I like the connection. I don't get sucked up in it. I like Instagram. I like the photos. Like, I like it and I recognize that. But email is something for me that was draining my energy. So I took it off my phone. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my energy stuck in my inbox when I want to be out in nature, when I want to be with my family. Like that's just not something I'm prioritizing. And so it's very hard to prioritize yourself. But once you do it and you recognize how you feel after 10 minutes of scrolling versus after 10 minutes of being outside, there's a big difference there. And then you want to do more of it. But it starts with prioritization. So... Thank you for sharing that. 20 minutes I look through Facebook. I want to see what my yeah, high school friends are doing. Totally. I want to see what my light worker folks are hosting. I mean, but I'm not spending three hours on social media. Exactly. Day. Yeah. Exactly. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we wrap up, JJ, I would love, would you mind sharing? I, I always ask people about fl- their flourishing favorites. So a book or a podcast or a resource that is 
really made a significant impact on you and your career and why you would uh, recommend it to our listeners? Mm, Gosh, I have so many, so many. But I guess my favorite author was you know, that really got me on this path is Rebecca Campbell, Rise, Sister, Rise. And that's one of my favorite books. I think one of my favorite uh, meditators on YouTube is Steve Noble. Absolutely, absolutely love him. And one of my sort of guides, I would say, on why we're on the planet and what we're supposed to be doing here is Esther Hicks. Ooh, yes. Good ones. Thank you for recommending those. It's funny, Rise, Sister, Rise. I am I have that book and I've never read it. I feel like this is the divine wink to go ahead and, and to crack that open. So, and I'm familiar with Esther Hicks, not Steve Noble. So I'll definitely check him out and add all of those to the show notes along with your books. So thank you. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for this time. And it's just amazing. Lake Erie is a huge portal. So yeah. there's oh. a lot of light workers and energy practitioners around big bodies of water and especially natural bodies. So- I just think, you know, you never know why and how, but it's pretty fascinating. Amazing. I never realized that or thought about that, but I love I love the connection. And for listeners, I'm in Buffalo on one side of Lake Erie and JJ's in Ohio on the other side of Lake Erie. So we have this amazing body of water between us, which is a really cool thing to, to think about as we're talking about this type of work. So JJ, it's been such a joy talking with you. The illusion of success and people getting into alignment in their lives and their career is a topic that just really needs to be brought to the forefront. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and for writing your book. And everybody needs to go get the book. And let me just ask you this, if folks would like to connect with you in the interwaves, where can they find you? Oh, I'm on social media, as you mentioned. So Instagram and LinkedIn are my two platforms. I'm often DMing people back and such. So feel free to reach out to me if you have a question or a thought, or if you want to join me somewhere, please let me know. Excellent. Well, that's a wrap for today. And as always, you can find the detailed show notes on the blog at flourish.careers slash blog. We'll talk to you next time.